Welcome to C3 Church, Queen's Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today.
try our opportunities here in Australia. So my husband and I had to leave our two kids back home with my mom. I remember my son was 10 and my daughter uh, was only two. So I had to study chefing so we could migrate here as skilled workers. It was really tough. Can you just imagine leaving a two-year-old and a 10-year-old kid? Um, you're away from your family, away from your kids. You're embarking on a new journey. So it's a new country. You're not sure how things will pan out. So it's very hard being away from the kids. And I remember crying for months when we arrived here and asking myself, and then I asked God, Lord, have, have we made the right decision? What have we done? So aside from that, we had to adjust to the culture. It's not only culture, the language and the weather, of course. So the immigration law was frequently changing back then. All the while, halfway through our course, we were advised they will remove chefs on the skilled occupational list, which is what we were aiming for. So apparently at the time, there were too many chefs in New South Wales, and they don't need chefs anymore. So most of my classmates, there were you know, foreign nationals as well, and some actually pulled out of the course, and I've got some Filipino um, schoolmates and classmates who actually went back home. Because they were like, what's the whole point of doing the course if we can't migrate here as skilled workers? But we prayed and we decided to finish the course and we prayed to God that there would be options for us to stay. And you can imagine the tuition fee was so expensive. You can imagine that has put us in under so great stress. So during these times of certainty, we had to hold on to our hope. Who is our Christ Jesus? And being away from family, not having many friends, you know you're a new uh, foreigner to a new country, we reached out to our pastor back home and the rest of our church family um, at home for prayers and advice. There were nights when we would cry to God and shed bucket full of tears in despair. And I have to admit, there were times I doubted God. At some point, I even placed the blame on God, saying, Lord, well, why allow us to come all the way here only for our plans and goals to fail? So things didn't work out. But we continued the course for the rest of the year, not knowing the future that lay ahead. But I wanted to share today that the word of God, through constant prayer and petition, that kept us going. Even when we couldn't see things happening for us in the natural. It was just like a step of faith. We don't know what's going to happen in a few months, in the next year. Are we going to be deported back in Manila? So we grasped and held the promise of God, not only in our heart, hands, in our hearts, and in our mind. And I stood to one favorite Bible verse, Hebrews 10.23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. Because God is faithful. And true enough, an opportunity came and we have learned we could now apply for regional sponsorship. So hello, Perth. <laughs> it's just amazing. So second point I want to say is apart from God being faithful, God renews our strength. So the journey doesn't end there. So there we were in 2012 catching a flight to Derby, which is up in the Kimberley region, about two hours from Brooke. I don't know if everyone... Anyone here have been to Derby or Kimberley, up in the Kimberleys? So there was a couple running a local cafe who were willing to sponsor chefs. So that is just amazing. So um, it was very hot there. The weather was in the 30s and 40s at times. Mind you, Philippines is a tropical country. We're used to the heat and humid, but that is, that is next level. 
It was a very small remote community. And I recall I would set up a breakfast service at this cafe. Imagine at 5 a.m. someone would bang the door and say, I want fish and chips. And I would say, sir, we're not open yet, okay? In a few moments. And fish and chips is dinner or lunch. It's not in the morning. So the people were lovely, but the work conditions were not really good. And you can imagine, picture myself working in a kitchen. Unfortunately, there was no proper ventilation in that cafe. Exhaust doesn't exist. On a 40 degree day, it's not, it's not safe, both for your health and hygiene purposes. So I would imagine I would scramble for burger orders and my sweat would be dripping down my cheeks and chin and I was salting sweat inside out. I was like, oh, this is a free sauna. It's really good, <laughs> don't have to pay, comes in free. Well, this is the scenario in that hot, steamy kitchen. So it's day in and day out. So I don't know how you can actually endure that. It's very hard. So we have been praying every night, asking God, Lord, is this your will for us? Can you kick us out of Sydney and throw us here? Because the whole WA is actually a regional area, so that's where we need to be. Again, we had doubts. We answered the first prayer, but then I was like, but now this. So we doubted God, and I was saying to myself, Lord, I know you said things will not be easy. When you're a Christian, things in life, there will be trials and challenges. That's something we just have to accept. But I know a few people here in the room will agree and probably can relate. Just as we thought we have overcome one hurdle, another one comes along. So it was a very remote community. There was no Christian church there. The population is under 3,000 people. So it was a challenge staying firm with our faith, without anyone we knew physically close, close to us. So unlike here, you know, you can bring a friend, you can bring Pastor Nicole or Pastor Steve or see someone even better coming to a place like this. Look at our building where we get to enjoy air-conditioned seats during the summer. And the word and message of God is within our reach. Just being here every Sunday is a blessing in itself. Those are the things that sometimes we take for granted. Up there, we didn't have this. All we had was our faith. So what did we do? We prayed and went back to the word and promises of God. And we declared, God, you renew our strength. So this is who he is. He is our very present help in times of need. And thanks to technology, we could FaceTime our pastor back, back home and she would intercede and pray for us. And we prayed without ceasing. We declared this powerful verse in our journey. Isaiah 40, 28 to 31. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. And even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. Can you imagine that? Like eagles, okay? They will run and not grow weary. See, Mary is waving. This is her favorite verse. They will walk and not be faint. So God renews our strength on those times that we are just really challenged and drained. And more than that, point number three, God supplies all our needs. I think I've shared it many times when I shared my offering message. So four months later, an opportunity presented itself, and I got a call from a very nice Irish gentleman who was the owner of a popular cafe in Sorrento. Um, he saw my credentials and went straight to, a, sent straight to a Skype interview, and I got the job. So again, it was an answered prayer. Lord would like to take us out of that really hard place and move us in the West Coast 
very young, so we're like, how cool is that, really? And they were even willing to sponsor me so we could launch our permanent residency visa, so that is just amazing. We never imagined there would be another option. But again, this is a testament of how God works in mysterious, miraculous ways when we least expect it. But then we realized, okay, that sounds all well and good, but we are moving to Perth, and we don't have any place to live. What are we going to do, and where are we going to go? So again, we prayed and declared God's promises. Lord, you said you will supply all our needs. Philippians 4.19, our God will meet all our needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. So again, we believed, we prayed, and we waited. You can imagine how hard it is to find a rental, right? You turn up in an open, open house and there's a hundred of you. But we had no rental history here in Perth. Remember, we flew from Sydney up in Derby and then there was no references, no relatives. All we had was a few suitcases loaded on a 95 Toyota Camry wagon. We bought it for 500 bucks in wood. That's the car we had and I'm not joking. So that's all we had, but then with the magic of, um, don't know if I say magic, I'm so sorry. Uh, for people who use Gumtree, Gumtree, my husband came across this ad in Gumtree. There's a couple in Clarkson who was house sharing, and I didn't even know that house sharing actually exists. So they were renting a room, and it, it, just, it just turned out miraculously, that opportunity. So we believed in the things unseen, and now we're able to move here, and now we have a place to stay. So although the picture wasn't clear during those times, we prayed and we trusted on God. Point number four, God has a perfect plan for all of us. Fast forward then, two years later, we were granted a permanent residency visa and finally brought our kids over here and we were reunited after four years. So we prayed and told ourselves, maybe now we can get our own home. So we couldn't house share anymore, we definitely need our own home. So 2015, we applied for a home loan when you get your first home, we, we got so consumed by just getting the home and getting everything set up, and as you would imagine, everything that entails. We got so distracted. And me working as a chef, we could barely go to church on Sundays. Cause, because chefs, as you would know and imagine, are required and expected to work on weekends. So our church life and tithing were not great at those times. I was then diagnosed with hernia, which needed to be operated on ASAP. So working in a physically demanding kitchen would no longer permit me to carry on my normal tasks, which then led me to leaving the role and finding a new job to sustain our home repayments. And it wasn't easy. I was jobless for months. We still had our weekly obligations because we just took on this mortgage. I remember so well, March 2016 was when I found C3QB. Coming back to church made me realize our father has been faithful all along. So I had to be out of job just to be able to go to church. That, that's, that's pretty much what happened. But our father has been faithful all along. It was me who was not and has not been faithful all throughout my journey. When I had the revelation from God, all I did was I continued turning up on church on Sundays. I joined a connect group who would pray for me and me for them. And I have learned that obedience to our faithful father is what I needed to pursue. It was how I was freed from all my anxieties and worries to fully surrender and trust Jesus with my circumstances. And then I made a commitment that I would tithe and give my offerings to God no matter what. 
and things changed as soon as I stepped up in faith and trusted God with my finances. And it took months of prayer and action before we started to see some breakthrough. It's not like, you know, it's not, it's not an instant thing. But it was hard to find employment as well. We were living off credit at the time. But I said, I will keep at it with my tithing. I will be faithful. I held on to my favorite Bible verse, Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know my plans I have for you, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you a life full of hope in the future. So the breakthrough came after so many months, and I had three job offers all at the same time. So whether the plan is for our now, or is this something that may be delayed for a good reason, we take hold of the promises of God, because God has a perfect plan for us. So church, what do we do from here to strengthen our faith and trust in our faithful Father? The first thing we do is we pray. There will be seasons in our life where we will have doubts because we don't see the progress or we don't get the answers we hoped and prayed for. Pastor Steve shared with us a few weeks ago that when we pray, if we don't have the words to say, we can use God's word as our prayer. Now, when we use God's word, we are lifting up the sword of the spirit. And we can use this psalm to claim God's protection and promise. Um, 91 verses 14 to 15, because he loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue him, I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. So we can start writing our own prayer journal to actually put it down on paper. So it's like stamping the prayer into our hearts and minds. And it will be interesting to see the turnout of those prayer lists too. Even Jesus himself, he prayed. The Bible mentions in Luke 5 to 16 that Jesus, he often withdrew to lonely places and prayed, even before making big decisions. Like on the day he had to choose his 12 disciples, Jesus spent the night praying to God. So how often do we try to face such weighty moments all on our own, rather than turning to God for wisdom and guidance? So prayer life is very important. Every now and then here in C3, we would hold prayer nights for our church, and it's a great opportunity to pray for and pray with our church family. And what else we can do? We can read and meditate on the word. You know, when we write or type documents, we would often highlight words, you know, make them bold or write bigger or thicker, you know, just to give focus to the meaning or value. But you know what? God does not use highlighting. Italics are bold or underlining for emphasis. You know what he does? He uses repetition to remind us how faithful he is and how steadfast his love is and how unending his mercies are. So it's through the Bible where God's love, wisdom, teachings, and mercies or promises are revealed. Lamentations 3 verses 22 to 23, the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning and great is your faithfulness. 1 Corinthians 1 9, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Second Timothy, verses 2 to 13. If we are faithless, he remains faithful, for he cannot disown himself. Aside from wisdom gained from the Bible, you will also find some passages that may empower us with our Christian journey. So if you have been thinking of utilizing your gift and would like to volunteer, this Bible verse may also speak into your heart. It did speak with mine. John 15, 16, you did not choose me, but I chose you 
and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Meditating and reading the word equips us for the battle we face every day. So let us take up his sword, like what Pastor Steve said. And lastly, we fellowship with one another. So in the book of Acts 2, to 40, 42 to 47, Luke describes the communal life of the first Jewish or the first Christian converts in Jerusalem. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching where in fellowship with each other, they ate together, they prayed together. The verses read, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. And every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily to those who were being saved. So being in church and being a part of a community is a way we fellowship with one another. We also have connect groups in different locations to provide more opportunities to stay connected with people on top of our Sunday gatherings. So communicating about God's work in each other's lives is a way to fellowship too. So when we contribute materially to the needs of one another, it is called fellowship. So you know, taking part in those meal trains, when we have them is a way of helping others. Engaging in a true community on a regular basis will be very helpful and refreshing for our walk with God. And as you would remember, uh, Pastor Matt Richard shared last week, God will meet us where we are. If we follow all these steps and take with us today, as we walk out here, our faithful Father will be with us every step of the way. And even if we don't see him or feel him all the time, we can be assured that he is always with us. He is Emmanuel after all, right? God is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. And the answers to our prayers and petitions will come in his perfect time. So as we close, I'd like to leave you with these passages and Bible verses. Let us hold on to the hope we profess. For Jesus who made the promises is faithful. And let us declare he is the rock. His works are perfect. And all his ways are just. He is a faithful God who does no wrong. He is upright and just. So as we walk out here today, let's ask ourselves and take this prayer and thoughts with us. As we head into our weekend days ahead, what are we believing? What are we believing for from our faithfully heavenly Father? What are those answers to the prayers that we have been waiting for? Are we praying for healing? Are we praying for a breakthrough with restoring relationships in our world? The challenges we face within the very walls of our homes? Are we still praying for new opportunities? A new job? Are we waiting for a financial breakthrough? Are we waiting for things and circumstances to shift in our schools? our workplace, or even our own business. So let us raise this all up in the mighty hands of our Father. Let us remember not, not one 
of all the Lord's good promise to Israel failed. Everyone was fulfilled. It says in Joshua 21:45. So as church today, let us pray. Father, there is so much we don't understand about your ways. Today, help us walk by faith and not by sight. Trusting in your perfect and holy plan for our lives. Our Father in heaven, holy be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Lord, today let your will be done as we believe for healing today. Lord, we are believing in your supernatural power and your mighty hand over any illness any diagnosis, any medical condition that is still being managed now. Lord, we declare you are Jehovah Rapha. Lord, you are the Lord who heals and restores. We are believing for things to shift in our circumstances, Father. Lord, we believing for provision for our finances, Lord. The needs of our church. Lord, more hands to contribute and fill the gaps. Lord, we also pray for empowerment and equipping for our leaders. And Lord, we pray for boldness and courage and fresh revelations for all of us by reading his word day and night. And thank you. In you, we have a faithful father. Let your will be done in our lives and help us walk away with a firm belief in our hearts to declare with our mouths your mercy and goodness all the days of our lives. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.